This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Alyssa Dare Nelson, and I am so excited about this interview today. Like, honestly, we connected at the eWomen Network Conference in July, and Alyssa's energy is seriously, it's radiating and it's on fire, and I just was so attracted to you from the beginning, Alyssa. Not just the fact that you look like pink, which we'll talk about <laughs> that later. <laughs> like, I was like, that's pink. Um, but just, I mean, we, we resonate on so many levels, and you just are so brilliant. I was so excited to have you say yes to being a guest on this podcast. So just a little bit about Alyssa. Let me pull this up here. She is the founder of um, daretosucceed.com. So she is in this, I'm going to read her bio because this is like seriously your personality coming through. So my <laughs> guest today is seriously freaking awesome. <laughs> but here's the thing. She believes you are freaking awesome too. And that right there is exactly what radiates from you, Alyssa. Mm -hmm. Alyssa Dare Nelson is regularly featured on television news segments inside major blogs and publications and on podcasts from all over the globe. She's an accomplished success coach, a speaker, a host of the Frickin' Awesome Entrepreneur podcast, as well as published author of the book, From Frustrated to Frickin' Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You Are Wired For. And that right there is another thing because wiring is seriously my passion. But that internal core stuff like makes me so happy. So yeah. I love it. So more than anything, Alyssa is an exceedingly proud wife and mother of two who loves helping others discover how to make their businesses and the relationships thrive in harmony. So I have a, a couple of other things I wanted to mention about you. But first, Alyssa, I want to take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and I want you to just add to any of that. Just let us know a little bit more about who you are as a person. So real quick, commercial break. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. All right. Thank you so much for, for um, again, being a guest on this show, on this podcast, for bringing your freaking awesome energy to my, my listeners and to me. Um, so from that bio, what else do you want to tell, about, tell my listeners about you? Well, you know, I, I, 
the journey, right? The, yes. you know, yes. people, this is what I get a lot, right? When they meet me, they say things like, like you say, like, oh, wow, you're, you know, your, your energy is magnetic and, you know, you're fit and you're, you know, they'll, they'll tell me I'm beautiful, which is still like an active process to say to thank you and, you know, you know, move yes. forward with that, right? And like, oh, you just, you just have it all, right? And, uh, and uh, yes, I do. I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I really do have it all um, because I have everything that's important to me. Um, but that was by design and it took a lot of years in the making and it took a failed marriage and it took um, being willing to um, lean into that discomfort to do the work to um, to really find what it takes to have it all and so you know beyond everything else like I do believe and this is this is a soapbox issue for me that for me that you can have it all and it's not just something that is for the the select few it really is for everybody but oh, we just we have to choose it and we have to choose to step into that freaking awesomeness um and it starts with it starts with you right so owning that and being willing to say it out loud uh that i'm not perfect i'm perfectly lopsided Oh, but, I like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, and that metaphor, I'm going to go down this tangent. Just bear with me because I get excited awesome. about this stuff. So, so as a human race, we are just a big, giant puzzle. And our society tells us that we are supposed to be well-rounded, right? But how many puzzles do you see that all the pieces are round? We would oh never fit together. We never would. Can I just, I have to stop you right there because see, this is why I get chills. And this is why when we were talking, I'm like, stop it, stop <laughs> it. So, because um, I think you're the, the, maybe the yang to my yin. But anyway, I always talk about how we are a huge puzzle. And if I were to buy a thousand piece puzzle, dump it all out, put it all together and get to the place where there's one piece missing, or I have one piece that's trying to be another piece and shape the way it you know, another one is shaped instead of the way it's, it's going to ruin the whole puzzle. And, yeah. and that's the whole plan of, of life, of existence, of humanity. And so just to hear you speak of us being puzzle pieces, I'm like, shut up. So yeah, yeah see, I told you this is amazing. So yeah. It yeah. just, you know, and we, and we sit there and we, we feel like we have to be uh, a round peg. Well, we, what we know is that we're a round peg trying to fit into a square hole and it's never going to work. And we try to be well-rounded. We try to be like this person or like that person, or, you know, we try to follow this person's exact, you know, uh, uh, pattern for success and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just not going to work because right. you're not them. And, and there is no competition out there. There truly is not, you know? And so, and so we just have to own who we are and be able to express that and do the work to articulate yeah. that and then lean into it, own it and grow that piece, right? Yeah. Be more of who you are. Don't change who you are. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So in my own program, just so you're aware of how in alignment we are. And to me, it's because it's truth, right? And, and truth has a core and then it has the beautiful ability to express itself in so many different colors and so many different, you know, if you walk to the Louvre, there's going to be all these like five days worth of things to look at and they're all different. They're all personal and they all are art. So it's the same with, with, I think truth and how it expresses in each individual. So my program is called finding your voice and voice is, a, is an acronym for um, finding the value of who you are 
which I believe is a cornerstone of the whole process. And then being open to listening to that, um, connecting to, you know, the higher power that's going to end your inner self that's going to remind you who you are. And also setting intentional action, which usually means some kind of act of courage, stepping out of your comfort zone, clearing out all the crud that's there as we're stepping through and then expressing it, which is the other cornerstone. We need those Mm -hmm. two cornerstones, expressing being who we know we are. And then the intention, the action is the keystone that holds it all together. So when you were talking about, you know, people will come up to you and and tell you how um, amazing you are, how much light you radiate and how beautiful you are. And how it's hard at first to hear that. And even though you've stepped into it, it still kind of like gets in the way of those old wires, right? Mm-hmm. I've, one of my favorite stories about my journey is that I, when I was doing my affirmations, it went from I am ugly to I tried to go to I am beautiful. I couldn't do it. So I had mm-hmm. to go from I'm not as ugly as I think I am to maybe I'm not that bad to a lot of work to get me to the point of actually seeing beauty in myself. And it was a very emotional moment. So I, I totally resonate with what you were saying. Yeah. That. Yeah. And so I just, I just wanted to reiterate that and express that, express that just so you can see how much on the same page, what you and I, what we talked about is, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. Horrible. And it's interesting. And part of the reason I'm uncomfortable with people uh, expressing to me that I'm beautiful, right. Mm-hmm. Is uh, especially when they haven't even spoken to me. Right. Like, like when I, one of my superpowers is being able to see the, the freaking awesomeness um, and the amazing side of each person, right? Yes. And being able to walk up and truly see people. And that is actually what they're attracted to much yes. more than, than anything, anything else. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to understand that because when you're inside the jar, it's hard to read your own label, right? Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's so and, true. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, why are these people magnetized? Like, what is it? Why did this person come up to me? Why did this person come up to me? And it's because they feel seen when they're in my space. And that's not anything that, um, that I, be, that I was skilled at. I've, I've honed that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've honed some skills like being completely present, putting my phone away when I'm in conversation, et cetera. Right. So there's, there's things that you can do to, can do to hone those talents. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, a natural wired talent, mm-hmm. right. That I, mm-hmm. that I hadn't and, and being willing to step into that instead of shy away from it is legitimately my responsibility on mm-hmm. this planet. Right. Wow. Yes. And, and so, uh, you know, as you're listening to this conversation, um, you've got your earbuds in and you're listening and you're going, okay, but how does this really pertain? You've got a superpower and inside in your deep core, you know it, you know that. And your job is to, is to be willing to step into that because as the, for, for the length of time that you withhold that because of fear, because of uncertainty, because of fear of being judged, because of fear of failure, because of fear of success, maybe you are withholding that gift from the world mm-hmm. and you have a responsibility to get out there and serve with that gift. Yeah. So that's what I hope that you hear from this conversation between Carrie and I. Oh, wow. I love that. And yes, that's everything. That's everything. So when, when I'm stuck in being afraid of expressing my superpower, mm-hmm. that energy is being expressed and it's holding back the 
sexy or the beauty from other people. Well, and it, it's, it's putting a wall between the people. So I'm not able to, you know, be a mirror of their own beauty, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I, I have a coach that I love working with and he, we, part of my journey with him has been to find my sexy. Right. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. I don't even understand it. He's like, confidence is sexy. Being able to own your own superpower. That's what's sexy. That's what people are going to start to see, right? Sexy, beautiful, whatever the word is. And, um, and I've been able to notice that too. And the more that I step into my power, like the more, like you said, people will come up and just like compliment in ways yeah. that I'm like, I didn't even, you know, know that it was possible, but it's because I'm not having to worry about my own stuff anymore. So I can see the beauty of other people and I can allow that in, which I do, like you said, it's just radiating their beauty through me. And I mm -hmm. love that you, that you mentioned that that was such a beautifully, you said that so well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it's you. funny the the more that we are, whether it's in a conversation with somebody and we're thinking about our own insecurities and, you know, do, you know, what does my hair look okay? Or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, am I fat or am I this or, and, and it's not always physical attributes that we're mm -hmm. necessarily insecure about. It's, you know, uh, you know, am I going to speak well enough? Are they going to think I'm stupid? You know, what are mm -hmm. they going to think of my Minnesotan accent? Like, are they going to think I'm, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean like those yeah. kinds of things. We am I going to say too much? Am I going to say the wrong thing? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. And as far as long as we are focused on our own insecurities, we cannot be focused on connecting with them. Yes. And what, yeah. what a lost opportunity, right? So when we can get out of our own heads and really go, how can I add, uh, and this sounds cliche and we talk about adding value and you can't see my air quotes, but I'm <laughs> air quoting here, <laughs> right? Adding value to others. But when you can truly selflessly add value to others, um, you, you, you won't ever have to be nervous about yourself, right? And, and you can truly connect, but if you are worried about yourself and your own insecurities, um, you're going to tarnish that opportunity. You're going to, you're mm -hmm. going to squander that opportunity. And, and, you know, we've all squandered opportunities to connect um, and to mm -hmm. add value, um, yeah. but, but being more mindful of it, you will squander fewer of them. And that's why I always say that, that, you know, it starts with you, you know, yes, mm -hmm. I'm a business ignition coach. Like this is what I do is I take people and we get their businesses like catapulted. Right. But it starts on the inside. It's completely an inside job first. Cause until you have that self-confidence, you can't truly bring to the world what, what you could. Right. Yeah. Cause there's nobody, no way that anybody can see the brilliance that you offer or the, you know, the skill that you offer, the, even the product that you offer when, you know, it's getting stuck inside of you. I, um, it, my first realization of how important it was for me to start owning my own power was when I noticed my girls growing up and that all the love that I felt for them, all of the, the stuff I saw in them, all of the encouragement I gave them was like running into my own glass wall that I'd put a, around myself and falling to the floor and never even translating to them. And it was a real painful realization. And so I had to start breaking down that wall of the wall is like, yeah, being so worried about me that nobody, you know, it won't get through to the other side. So I love that you start with working on you. That's the other thing that my coach has taught me and that I own so much now is you attract what you're being. So if I want powerful people or if I want people to help, you know, move my business forward or just to share my superpower with, I have to be that first or I'm going to attract, you know the opposite of what I want. So yeah, yeah, you're amazing at it. I know you have a story that you were sharing with me of your own insecurity and a courage step, a huge courage step that you took to, you know, 
really own. And I, I don't know if that was the only, I'm sure it's not the only thing you did to own your power, but I, would you share that with us? Yeah, well, boy, my journey has been long. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I love about what I do is that I can shortcut other people's journeys. <laughs> it doesn't yes. have to take a decade for crying you out loud. You don't have long. to take this. That's awesome. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. you know, to a large degree, uh, my, my story is um, that I, I, I always was asking what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And um, and this is why I fell in love with the Strengths Finder profile. Um, the Strengths Finder profile is a is a psychometric tool, um, which means a psychometric is means that it's it's not just a, a quote personality profile. It really is um, something that is reliable, repeatable, statistically relevant, uh, and has a ton of year, years of research. Has forty years of research that went into it. And when you have such a firmly <laughs> a firmly grounded limiting belief, right? Our brain's job is to reinforce our current beliefs, not to, mm-hmm. not to change them, right? So if you're going to actually change a deeply ingrained limiting belief, very often you need some real proof. And for me, with my logical side of my brain, the strengths finder was the thing that finally got me to say, huh, I wonder if like there's things that are right with me. <laughs> I love that. And mm-hmm. and so that's why I start with the strengths finder. It's not where we finish, right? But um you know where we stop, but that's where we start with all of my clients is that strengths finder profile, not just adding five more labels if they've done the top 5 uh, of their strengths finder uh, results there. Um but you know not just adding five more labels, but really how does this apply? What is how can I leverage these? How can I use these to make my life happier, more fulfilled, more productive, um, more successful, right? Um, and, and so that's why I fell in love with the Strengths Finder profile. And as I went down that journey of, of self-development and all of those years of really, ex- you know, now that I know that there's things, things that are right with me, actually embracing them, which yeah. is an, an entirely different, the awareness yes. comes first, right? Yes. The embracing of that and truly internalizing that is a whole nother leg of the, of the journey. Right. Um, and so that's, that's kind of been my journey. And like I said, it, there was a, you know, there was, there was a time, a low point, we all have our low points and depending on how low we need to go to actually hit the bottom, um, we all have different low points. Right. And, you know, mine was, I I was drinking too much. I actually uh, drank and drove one night, um, which was, was my low, um, and, you know, that goes against every one of my core beliefs about being safe, about, you know, not, you know, putting everybody else's life in danger, um, my life in danger, um, you know, but the potential of leaving my two children motherless. I mean, just all of those things. And you can imagine the cascade of shame that mm. came down, um, you know, that, that next day where by the grace of God, I wasn't hurt by the grace of God. I wasn't arrested by the grace of God. I didn't kill anybody. Um, but, but just like the most intense shame that I can, and I can, I can still feel that I can still put myself in that space where it just, I was so ashamed and I knew something had to change. Um, because what I, what I did, what I knew was that I was medicating, right. That, that, that I, I, I really didn't have a drinking problem, although that was something that I had to look at, like, is this, 
is this an, a drinking addiction? What is going on there? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I also didn't have a, a drinking addiction, but I was medicating like I'm trying to figure out like, why am I so miserable? And it was because I was busy trying to live somebody else's life. Right. And also trying to fix everything that was wrong with me. When, when that was the absolute wrong path, I needed to focus on what was right with me, but I just couldn't quite get there where I could embrace that. Um, And so I kind of told that story backwards. I found the strengths finder, you know, years after, after that experience, but that was my low where I knew something had to change. And of course, you know, your life often crumbles uh, before it gets, starts to get put back together. Uh, and actually, you know, just recently, my 11 year old daughter, we have these like boards at home, you know, where you can put the letters up and, and whatnot. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Um, and so I, I, we changed the, the quotes on the boards every now and again. And awesome. so I said, hey, Annika, can you, can you switch the quote on the board? And the quote that she found and put on the board was, when your life is falling apart, it might just be falling together. Oh, that's or the, or the pieces might just be falling into place. That's what it said. So when, you, when it oh, feels wow. like your life is falling apart, it might actually be that you're, the pieces are just falling into place. And that that time, those, those years there where, you know, I was recovering, I was going to therapy, I was, you know, going through this divorce and it was just, my life felt like it was falling apart. But in reality, the bigger picture was that, that, that was, it was all falling into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, even those low points um, can be such a, a place of, of really building. And, and I got to build this beautiful foundation for now, you know, what, what you guys get to see, which is this very confident, very loving, very expressive, very vibrant woman that was not what I was 10 years yeah. ago. That's amazing. I love that. And I have a, I love the strengths finder. Um, philosophy I've studied it and I love it a lot and I I have also been introduced to this temperament theory that is actually not published yet I've been I'm helping this my friend who is a PhD in psychology to publish this theory Mm -hmm. that he's had and just all of he's just so fascinated with people and in 20 years of therapy is like just been able to categorize and it's a lot to do with like personality profiling However, it goes deeper into that core wiring. And like you said, it's not only just knowing that you have these new strengths and adding on these new labels that we're trying to grasp for, but actually understanding that they come from the inside out Mm -hmm. and and recognizing them within our wiring that's already there. And the the reason why we do the things we do and the strengths that we have, the gifts that we have, owning them and then doing, sometimes the behaviors look the same, don't they? Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing the same things, but when we're doing them from inside of ourselves and for, for a whole different reason, that connects with us instead of what we think other people want from us or we think other people expect of us, it changes the whole game, you know, and that's been, you know, part of my whole transformation as well is a lot of what you talked about. And it, I'm always telling people, um, you know, let's, let's get to the core of who you are. Let's find out your core values. Let's find out what it is that makes you tick. And let's look at everything that you're doing and see how those align. Yeah, and it just is like amazing. refreshing to go like, oh, wow, I can do this because I want to and not because I have to for other people, you know, so mm-hmm. every, it's amazing how you talked about that. You talked about, um, uh, I don't want to like, well, I don't know, we could talk for hours. I'm sure we already did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not done with this conversation. Um, really quickly, you did, a, you, you entered a um, fitness realm, right? Yeah. And you were talking about how this, this success that you had and how it looked, you know, maybe opposite of that at the beginning. And so I, I would really love you to 
talk about that because I think it goes right along with when you, it feels like everything's falling apart. It's just the pieces falling in the right place. Yeah. And I would just love for you to talk a little bit about that. You know, so, so one of the things that I very often talk about is the fact that you can have it all. Mm-hmm. And so with my clients, I look at a variety of different areas of their life to, to see like, you know, how are you doing in these different areas? Um, and my physical health um, wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I, you know, had since, since I married my second and last husband, (laughs) um, over the last five years of that, I had gained 20 pounds. I had become more sedentary. Um, you know, it's not like I couldn't jog a block, but you know, I felt sluggish. Um, and I just, I was kind of eating and drinking kind of whatever I wanted. And I didn't feel like I had a whole lot of discipline nutrition wise. And I thought, you know, I, I need a goal. Um, cause I'd had a hundred first days of working out since Joel and I got married mm-hmm. and, you know, and it, nothing ever stuck. And, you know, here's the thing is I had the education, right? The education wasn't the problem. I have a nursing yes. degree and I have a nutrition degree. Like yeah. literally like the education is not the issue at hand. <laughs> I was an athlete for it's my true. entire childhood wow. and adolescence. Like working wow. out was, you know, and knowing how to work out was not the issue. Um, but I wasn't doing it. So, um, you know, I, I had this epiphany that, oh my gosh, you're so goal oriented, Alyssa, find a goal. And um, so then I got a little depressed because I was like, well, I hate running. And that's really the only goals there are for adults, like run a marathon, run a half marathon, run a, you know, do a triathlon. If you're super nutso, you could do an Ironman. Right. And I was like, and I hate running. So now what? Um, and I discovered bodybuilding. Um, and so I was like, I think that could be fun because one of the things that I love is feeling strong. I have two daughters. I want them to be strong women, both inside and out. And I thought this will be perfect. Um, but so that journey from sedentary eating and drinking, whatever I wanted to walking on the stage, 20 pounds lighter at 9.7% body fat, five months later, um, completely overhauling my meal, my, my diet and my meal plans, uh, working out six days a week for that entire time. Um, and, and being able to proudly <laughs> walk across the stage in six inch heels in this bikini that could have fit into a sandwich bag. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, and, and what I got from that was like, wow, my outside finally matches my inside. And now you talked about alignment, Carrie, and I finally felt totally aligned, spiritually aligned, physically aligned, emotionally aligned inside and out. And so that physical transformation was so much more than a physical transformation. It really was, you know, like another level of unleashing um, and unlocking who I am at my core. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. And did I win? I didn't. Um, and that's a story for a whole nother day. Yeah. They, they told me I was too toned and, and, uh, and too lean. And I was like, Oh, well, that is the best way to do <laughs> right. this competition. Exactly. So, exactly. um, but what an experience that was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the light in my children's eyes and in my husband's eyes, 
and see to see their um, their pride in in what I had accomplished and to see them follow suit, um, you know, with meal planning and, and, you know, eating healthier. And, you know, my husband's working out six days a week now, and it's just like, it's just been, it's been so amazing and amazing transformation for our entire family that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So I always talk about, you know, you talked about how you had the degrees, you had a nursing degree, you had a nutrition degree, and you were an athlete, like you knew all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And still it wasn't translating. I talk about how the head knowledge and, and then we have heart knowledge. And then I even say we have like a DNA, a spiritual knowledge. So how did you get that head knowledge to turn into heart knowledge? You know, what, how did you discover your why? And then I also say, not only what was your why for actually starting? I mean, six months is not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. To lose 20 pounds and to go to freaking 9% body fat, like you said, that is crazy and amazing. And, you know, what was the, what was it that you found that, what was the why behind your why? What was that yeah. internal alignment you know, that you found? Um, it's super interesting because my why, my why actually emerged um, as you're going, as you know, I was going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the things that I was very adamant about from the beginning was not doing any, um, non macronutrient supplements. So I, I, I used protein shakes, but they were protein shakes. It wasn't, you know, the creatine, it wasn't, it wasn't all of the extra, you know, digestive enzymes and all of these other supplements that a lot of people take because I wanted to own that accomplishment. And, um, and so that was important to be starting out, but it became even more so because what I found was people go, Oh, well, I, I can't do that. I'm like, oh, you might be surprised what the human body can do. It's just one day at a time. And, and so I share my story about the first five weeks of my working out where I hated uh, waking up in the morning. I hated walking into the gym. I hated how I felt when I was in the gym. And I hated how I felt when I was, when I was walking out of the gym. And that was the first five weeks of that transition. It was not fun, but there was a bigger vision. And so, you know, for, for me, I've always wanted to be that grandma who can be, you know, a vivacious and energetic and, you know, go on bike rides with the grandkids and like all of that stuff. So that why never changed. Um, But what I know about my wiring is that I'm extremely goal oriented. And that was the piece that was missing was a short term goal. That long term goal wasn't enough for to motivate me today. And so I had to look at, well, wait, wait a second, Alyssa, like this is what you do legit for a living (laughs) is you help people to achieve goals. Why have you not set a short term goal for yourself? You know, so again, you know, sometimes you just kind of knock, knock yourself in the head and you're like, duh. Um, And so that really was the key. And then to get through that really hard time, you've got to have support. Right. So I, I, that's why I hired a trainer, right? You, you hire a trainer and you get the support you need. Was it worth the, the, the money that I paid out every cent? Absolutely. Every cent, it was worth it. Um, and, and be, because, you know, I kind of looked at it almost like I would invest in a 401k, right? Like that oh. money that I'm investing now is li- literally my health 20 years from now. And nice. so, um, so it was a mindset shift a little bit because now personal training wasn't, you know, sort of a luxury item that you got because, you know, you just happened to have the extra funds. It was money that we carved out because it was that important for 
my retirement. And this time okay. it's not our financial retirement. It's my health retirement. Right. So, um, so for me, it was, it was deepening that why, um, to, to make it actually achievable. And then what I realized through the process was that my transformation, even though I won't ever be a personal trainer and, and I've gotten actually some pressure, uh, to, mm-hmm. to, like, you should change focuses. You should, you know, you teach people how to, how to have the physical transformation. Like, look, I will refer to my trainer all day long. Um, but I love what I do and I want people to know that you can be very devoted to your health and live out your passion, right? Just because you got into great shape doesn't mean you suddenly have to become a personal trainer, <laughs> right. right? And so, right. And so exactly. being that example and, and being that inspiration to say, hey, you know, I, I, yes, I did the work, um, but you can too. Mm, and you can I feel good that. and you can have it all. And so my why, you know, shifted a little bit to be, you know, this was initially something I just wanted to do for me. And I, and I certainly did do it for me, but now I get to see that because my outside matches my inside, it's another physical expression of that, um, of, of, of what it looks like to live in your fullness and, yeah. uh, and that people are inspired by that. Right. Well, when you're walking your talk, it's way more inspiring and it's way more um, like I would come to somebody who who was the whole picture of what they profess to be, you know, way more quickly <laughs> than I would to somebody who, you know, was professing to be in alignment and whole and, and teaching somebody they could have it all and then obviously not, you know, so you you, you are a, a perfect example of everything that you teach. It's amazing. You're a perfectly imperfect perfectly lopsided example of everything you teach, which is part of what you teach, which is beautiful. What I love about that too, is you had a why. And that's one of the things that I love to share that I've, at least I've noticed in my own life, you can have a why that's so abstract that it really doesn't do anything for you because it just helps you see that it's so far away that one day, maybe when I die, I'll have that or whatever. So you turned it into a short-term goal, which I call, you know, I know what I want and I know who I am in an aesthetic, in what is the word abstract way what I want though is to connect the two and I want to look for proof that I really am that and that I really can have it. And if I can't find the proof, I create the proof, which is the short-term goal. You created the proof. You also created accountability mm-hmm. by carving out your funds and hiring a trainer. And, you know, so you got very intentional and you took that intentional action to help your, your vision and your, your why become more solidified from the inside and more, um, a part of, you know, your reality, which is amazing. Amazing. And so you are, you're that, you're that picture of wholeness. You're just very authentic. You are beautiful from the inside out, which is so amazing. And you seriously, we have to another, another time talk about, you know, your peakness (laughs) and how you like, you've got to see it. Like she's got this power and and anyway, it's just really fun. I love it. Um, (laughs) I have one final question for you. Um, my listeners know that I am so very, um, firm in my belief that there is more good in our world than there is bad. And sometimes it's hard to remember that because the, the, the bad, bad news, quote unquote, can be so loud and be so concentrated that um, sometimes it, it feels like we're alone when we have, you know, a good heart or we have a, a belief in goodness. And so I like to create proof that there's goodness in the world by asking my guests to share a little piece of good news from your corner of the world with the rest of us. Yeah. Um, this actually just happened three days ago. Um, my dad and I meet every month 
for breakfast nice. um, because if it's not on the calendar, we just, it, even though he only lives 15 minutes away from me, we would go mm-hmm. like months without seeing each other. So we put it on the calendar. And so we always meet every second Thursday at 530 in the morning at a local Perkins because they're the only ones that are really open at that early. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had a scheduling conflict this last Thursday. So um, I said, hey, dad, can we reschedule for Sunday morning? He said, yes, which was great. And so we met Sunday morning. We went at 6.30 because it's the weekend. We can get up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he then got into his journaling and totally forgot. So I finally called him at 7. And I said, dad, where are you? Now, this, this leads someplace. Bear with me, right? <laughs> I love it. So, so he's like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll be right there. So he gets there around 7.15. Um, and I was like, dad, it's okay. I'm glad you're okay. That was what I was concerned about. My, my parents are, are in their late 70s. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, some those thoughts start to enter your mind. Like, is everything all right? Um, and so I mentioned the time frame because typically my dad and I will meet for an hour, sometimes an hour and 15 minutes, but it's really usually breakfast, you know, catch up a little bit and then we're on our way. So that would have meant that even with our time delay, we would have left about 8.15 in the morning, right? Well, we got into this great conversation and I said, dad, do you have any extra time this morning? Like, can we just, can we just keep this conversation going? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So fast forward, 9.30 rolls around. Okay. And all of a sudden we heard a noise and we didn't like, I, I, we looked over and the, the gentleman who was making this noise um, had his head cocked in a really awkward position. And because of my education, I knew he was having a seizure. And so wow. um, I was able to be at his side instantly. We were able to keep him safe during that entire seizure, which ended up being um, uh, about uh, about 100 seconds, uh, 110 seconds or so. And, um, and so he didn't hit his head. We had the, the seizure timed. I knew, you know, how to direct people into, into so that we had the accurate information for the paramedics when they came. Uh, he also was a type one diabetic, which I only mm-hmm. recognized because I saw tubing sticking out of his pocket. And I have a child that is on a pump and who is a type one diabetic. So again, mm-hmm. like all of these different things synchronistically lined up so that that, that I was that person to be there with him. Right. So here's Mm -hmm. where the good in the world comes is, is number one, there is still are still people out there who are willing to be the village. Um, and number two, we, my dad and I stayed after the gentleman was, you know, in the hands of the paramedics and we talked to, uh, some of the other people who were sitting at the restaurant who, who, you know, were like, thank you so much for, for getting up, for doing that. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I heard two things. Number one was, well, I didn't want to stare at the man, right? They didn't want to be rude. Their heart was in the right place, but they didn't want to be rude. And then the other thing was, I just didn't know what to do. And so uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, like, it's not that people don't want to get involved. They just don't know what to do. And so I decided to make a Facebook video. And just say, hey, here's the signs of a seizure. This is what you need to know. Um, you know, share it out. And that video has been viewed um, almost 2,000 times now and mm-hmm. shared 20, I think on last check, it was like 24 times that had been shared. And, and so here's the good, right, is that people want to be good. Mm-hmm. People want to help, but they often don't know how. 
So when you come across this moment where you can be that person to step up and help because of your unique wiring, your unique education, your unique experiences, take it and then share that knowledge because Mm. there are so many more good people in the world than bad and they just don't know how to help. Um, So that was just, it was such a such a wonderful experience and not wonderful, obviously that the man had a seizure, which, you know, was very scary for him and, you know, all sorts of things, but, but people want to help. And that's what I took away from that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, 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 what's good in the world for me right that's now. That's true. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I believe that so much. And it's the very reason why I asked the question, because I do believe that the majority of the people do want to help and they want to be the goodness and sometimes we can feel alone or we just don't know what to do mm-hmm. so by shouting out loud and you know being being who we're meant to be and by being willing to you know step up when we can it it gives permission it gives freedom and it shows people how and then we can connect as a whole and we can you know show yeah. and be proof that there is way more good and that this this world is not going to hell in a handbasket. It's actually going right where God wants it to go. And it's a beautiful place. And so thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. This has been a fun interview. And I seriously think where there needs to be a part two, three, four, ten. <laughs> anyway, we let's just co-host on. a podcast. Let's just do, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Dare to find your voice. There you go. There you the go. It is. Rock on. Thank you. Is there any last words? Oh, no, I need to also know how do people find you if they want to just share in your in your light and, you know, maybe work with you? How do they find you? Um, Well, the best place to to find me is on my website. It's uh, dare to succeed.com. And again, it's dare spelled like my name. So it's D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com. And certainly I have a services page, so you can kind of check out what I've got there. Um, I've got a free e-workbook that you can get right, uh, download right on my my website as well. And certainly you can send me personal contact um, right through my website as well. And I answer all of my emails. Um, because that's uh, that personal connection is really, really important to me. Um, so, so yeah, so you can get over to my website, dare to succeed.com and, uh, and shoot me a little message. Let me know who you are. Let me know how you heard. And, and, uh, I would love to have a conversation with you. Great. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic rest of your entire week and actually entire life. I'm sure we'll talk again. Yes, we will. Thank <laughs> Thanks again. And thank you everybody for listening. Bye-bye. Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.